Managing your law practice can be challenging. Marketing, time management, attracting clients, and all the things besides the cases that you need to do that aren't billable. Welcome to this edition of the Unbillable Hour, the Law Practice Advisory Podcast. This is where you'll get the information you need from expert guests and host Christopher Anderson, here on Legal Talk Network. Welcome to the Unbillable Hour. I am your host, Christopher Anderson, and today's episode, once again, is about production. And in fact, it's a really important, in fact, it's a quintessential part of production, and that's about team. We've uh, actually had a couple episodes about team lately, and I think it's because of the time that we're in, this has become really, really important. Um, we've been going through and sort of continue to go through the great resignation. Hiring uh, is challenging for a lot of law firms, so we've talked about hiring internally. And now we're going to change the conversation a little bit to talk about how to be able to delegate more without increasing your internal staff. Um, as a reminder, in the main triangle of what it is that a law firm business must do, we have to all acquire new clients. We call that acquisition. We have to produce the results that we promised, which is production, and we have to achieve the business and professional results for the owners. And today we're going to talk about team. Um, and my guest is Brett Trembley. I've known Brett for, gosh, I think I've known for seven, six, seven years. At least. Um, yeah, as the principal of Trembley Law Firm, which is how I got to know Brett. Um, he's also the founder of a business called Get Staffed Up. Um, and today's an episode of the Unbillable Hour is delegation equals liberation. And I stole that off of Brett's website. Um, so I'm pleased to introduce my guest, um, Brett Trembley. He is a former president of the Miami Kendall Bar Association. Um, he volunteers for uh, Florida Bar Young Lawyers um, and uh, does other great things with the bar. But we're really going to be talking to Brett today about his role as a leader of the business that is called Get Staffed Up. Brett founded this business about four years ago. Um, he's grown it since then to a, over 120 internal employees. That does not count the people that he's got working inside law firms or with law firms um, across the country. And he's actually working and helping more than 700 law firms today and growing uh, from there. With that, I'll let Brett explain how he got there. But uh, Brett, welcome to the show. Christopher, thanks so much, man. It's really nice to reconnect and, yeah. and to to be a guest here. And, and thank you so much for having me. I do I do want to point out one nuance, so something you said, yeah. and maybe you know, maybe, uh, we'll see where it takes us. But we are almost technically placing people in law firms, right? Okay. So some people think what what like they must be an outsourcing company, and what we say is we're an insourcing company. So when you go and hire a legal recruiter for an attorney you kind of understand that you're going to pay that recruiting firm and then the attorney's joining your staff. We we essentially do that with administrative level folks and I can get into all the different positions. We don't do attorneys. I say we don't do paralegals, but some of our, our people have been promoted up to paralegal at different firms that have worked with us for a while. But we we remain the legal employer because all of the recruiting we do is is offshore. It's like near right. shore, right? Latin America, South Africa. So you don't have to pay the 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 forty percent on top of traditional domestic employment, which is the employment taxes and and the overhead and all that good stuff. You pay us, we pay them. But you're not outsourcing. You're not sending us work. The the people we find oh, yeah. for you are gonna hopefully you have weekly team meetings, you know, they're going to be working with you on your team. They're going to be part of your accountability chart. 
They, they are just as an essential employee as anyone else. They're just not, you know, legally an employee. So I just wanted to make that distinction. And, you know, may, maybe maybe that takes us in a different direction early on, or we probably would have gotten into that later anyway. No, I think we would, but I think it's a great distinction to make. I got to know you as running your own law firm, and then you got into this. Yeah, I think it is a distinction that's important. Like the people that you place, it's, you're, you're, not, you're not a temp agency. You're not you're not doing gig work and you, know, you don't put people in for gig work. You're actually putting people matching employees with law firms um, to do various things. And I like, I, I know a lot of your clients and like, I know you've got people doing intake. You've got people doing sales. You've got people doing um, administrative support, legal, legal administrative support. And like you said, these people even rise to the level of being able to do paralegal level work, which is pretty impressive. Um, but let's, let's go all the way back. Let's, let's roll back the clock. Like you're running a law firm, growing the law firm, being, by my recollection, relatively successful in growing the law firm. And suddenly something happens and you think about getting into this offshore staffing model. How did that happen? Like, did it happen for you first and then you decided to, to make it available for others? Or like, what was your aha moment? Yeah, so a, a, little, a little bit of all of those things. And I, and I do think it's important because we all know the the lawyer who is is now a recovering lawyer but they, but they really they couldn't hack it right themselves as a lawyer I guess and and so it's kind of like like there's a lot of people who who were who were good at, at lawyers and, and running law firms who turned into sort of you know coaches but then there's other people who just like decided to to tell others what to do with no credibility so I, like oh, I, absolutely. I just think that's important like my my law firm we have 12 attorneys now and 35 overall people so that should give me some credibility to talk about law firm growth and those sort of things. And, and that's, that's, that's the only reason I mentioned that, but I do have a business partner with get staffed up a co-founder, also an attorney. He had a, a, a real estate title practice in Miami and he and I spent several years. He would kind of like see what I was doing, Christopher, and like working with you and like you would see my firm grow. Right. And, and he, he was started to read a lot of the books that I read and, he had a, you know, he was doing before he sold it about 35 to 40 closings per month. I mean, he really built built up a good volume. Yeah. So um, we always knew that that we worked well together and uh, we had monthly breakfasts and he kind of disappeared at the end of 2017. And I didn't hear from him for like six weeks, which was weird because we, we communicated so often and he like pops his head back up. He's like, man, I had these two people leaving my firm and now I got five new people. They're all offshore. And I'm like, what? Like, what are you talking about? So we hired five, four people from the Philippines and one from Mexico and placed them at different positions because we're not a get rid of your domestic staff advocates. We're not, we're not saying fire your US-based people. We're saying you can't find good people anyway right now. So, so let, let's just open your mind to different ways of staffing your firm. So he told me about the whole program and I said, look, I need a marketing person. Can you find me somebody? So he did. And this is like very late 2017, early January, okay. 2018. And, and he, you know, and I had been in entrepreneurs organization and, and, you know, other, other growth type, uh, you know, organizations, you know, he said, I think I can help other people do this and I'll charge them a fee. And I'm like, or you could turn this into a real business with recurring revenue and and really you're onto something here. So it wasn't even like the original idea wasn't even mine, just like the business model was mine. And I ended up making his first two sales for him. 
And mm-hmm. and one of our next breakfasts in, in 2018, he said, why don't we do this together? And I said, you know, where do I, where do I sign on? So what happened then is, is we spent 2018 really building out a lot of the backend systems. And then we, we started officially kind of in July of 2018. So I don't know when this is going to air, but we're right about four years, depending. Right. And, you know, he was able early on to take more time away from his firm. And within a year, he sold it and he was full time. It gets staffed up. And over the next three years, I, I, I went one day per week where I could take away from my law firm and then two days and then three days. Then I spent all that time building up a leadership team at my law firm to eventually take over. So um, that's kind of kind of the, the trajectory of, of, you know, why and where it came from. And so I actually want to take a piece of that, which has nothing to do with what we're talking about, because we'll, we'll get back to it in a second about why, you know, how lawyers can use this and why offshoring or, or out. It's not outsourcing. It's just like sourcing physically located somewhere else. But talk about that in a second, because I want to take a tidbit of what you just talked about, which just blew my mind when I read it. And I just think it's important for lawyers to hear is that because this is just as applicable to law firms, you said that you took some time before, like you made two sales real quick. Okay. But then you took some time when you got into the business and and built it before you really launched it. So can you talk about like what, what all did you want to put in place to make your success more likely? Yeah. I mean, that's actually first time somebody's asked me more about that and 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 that makes a lot of sense well why you would in other words since i know you christopher i'm not i'm not surprised you asked me that question out, out of all the times I've, I've been sort of interviewed um so we we i made those first two sales and then three more so that we could get some some again it's monthly recurring revenue right and at the time our pricing was much different but we wanted to cover our own two employees so so the first five that that he hired one was from Mexico. We took her and then we took one more that we hired to work with me on the marketing side. And we at least had those covered so that we weren't coming out of pocket. You know, the business was covering itself. And we didn't make, we didn't try. We didn't talk to him. We didn't make any more sales until we really launched in July. And we were building out me. I was in charge of the sales and marketing early on. So we were building out email funnels, putting together. We use Zoho. So Zoho campaigns, you know, f- getting all the terminology ready with our, our CRMs um, and making sure that those were going were gonna to help us scale. And he was building out all the recruiting. I mean, we, we've got the, a recruiting machine four years later that recruits 8,000 people on average per week who want to work with us. Now, I'm not saying that we do 8,000 interviews by any means. Right. But we've got so many filters where, where we get rid of people before we get down to what we say the top 1% or the best of the best. But we we set up to scale early on and having our own businesses, you know, it started as a side hustle because neither one of us quit full time, allowed us to to do that and not have to just, you know, break things like crazy when we started. We wanted to to set up the system to say, we think we're onto something. You know, proof of concept is how fast we made those five sales. Is that like a you know, bet the farm type thing? Well, I don't know. It it, it depends on 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 how I guess what everybody sees in the world. But we were like, this is, this is a can't miss. Like we couldn't believe it didn't exist. We couldn't believe there weren't people out there doing it. We couldn't believe once we started working and we saw the quality of people were like, holy cow. Like, like I can't believe I was so limited in my own mind before to think 
there, there's, there aren't great people all around the world. And so we built out the recruiting system on the back end, right? Because you mentioned, you know, there, there's, 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 there's deliverables for a business and that's what we're going to deliver. Um, and we built out some of the marketing and sales stuff. And then, you know, and then we said, all right, now it's time. Let's send our first email and really start going with this thing. Yeah. So that's it's funny. So you touched the marketing and the sales. You touched the ability to get team and talent in. What about the the work that was delivered to the law firms, like actually ensuring that the people did the, did a good job in quality? Did you put in place before you got started, like how to how to check on that and how to make sure that they were that your clients were happy? Um, well, because we were so small at the beginning, it wasn't that hard to know if our clients weren't happy, right? Right. But but one of the the nuances here is that if we could give law firms trained talent already, well, one, we could probably charge twice as much, but two, yeah, that would be great because then we would, we would, we would do what every, you know, immature business owner kind of wants. Like, well, I just need someone to take over my marketing. Like I just need right. someone to, it's like that person's supposed to get in your head. And this, this happens domestic, international, it doesn't matter. You know, like you have to take the time to train people how your law firm works and you may not even know how your law firm works because you may not have even put the thought into it. And so that that's really the big challenge is there's no way that we can train people because every law firm functions differently and every every law firm owner thinks differently and, and their deliverables. There are there are some commonalities, sure. But what we do is is we go find people who are educated, motivated, just pleasant to be around, and are appreciative of good, you know, steady paying jobs because you can't take for granted in, you know, other countries in the world, it's just, it's not a given that you're going to find a steady job and, and the amount of lives we've been able to change. I can talk about another time. It has just been incredible. So, you know, we, we don't, we, we, we have a happiness coordinator who stays on with the client and makes sure they're happy. And we have software to make sure that people are working, but we're not doing the day-to-day and monitoring what, you know, the, the staffers as we call them are doing. They're, they're yours. Like I know they're a legal employee, but they're your they're your team members, so you're training them and deciding if you're going to promote, retain, fire, etc. And and we're developing more and more things to help our clients with that. But essentially, yeah, you're treating at the end of the day, they should be treating the people that you help find as their employees. Absolutely, a hundred percent. And that's always the best relationship. It's like these aren't just some people across the world. If it after COVID is when we really took off for obvious reasons, because our biggest, our you know, our biggest objection was, well, how do I work with somebody virtually? And then COVID just <laughs> w- wiped all that away, right? Because if you right have right? if you have somebody who's not in your office, physical office, it does not matter if that person's in Timbuktu or one building over from you. It's the same concept. You have to get on Zoom, you have to use email, you know, you're building a virtual culture. So, you know, that that that's just sort of what our what our big challenge was and we were just trying to tell people it's okay that they live somewhere else. You can work with them. They can do 98% of what somebody here does and they'll do it probably five times better anyway. Yeah. Yeah, that and that was a great um a great shift in thinking in that folks all of a sudden realize that working remotely ain't, ain't so bad. 
I am talking with Brett Tremblay. He is the uh, principal of Tremblay Law Firm, but we're talking to him as the CEO and founder of Get Staffed Up. And we've been talking so far about how he got started and why, and some of the cool things that he got set up beforehand. Um, when we come back from the break, uh, Brett, I want to start talking to you about mistakes that law firms make in hiring and how they think about offshore staffing. We've started to touch on it now, but I want to go a little bit deeper on that after we hear for a word from the folks who pay for this show. So let's hear from them first, and then we'll come back. Delegate out those tasks that take up your time. Staffy can help you with your legal, administrative, marketing, and even client-facing workload. Hiring Staffy's top-notch bilingual virtual staff means Staffy does the recruiting, hiring, and training for you. Then, if you need a change, Staffy handles it. You get to concentrate on your strategic work. Schedule a free consultation at staffy.cc. That's S-T-A-F-I dot C-C and get $500 off with code HAPPY24. Law Clerk's nationwide network of talented freelance lawyers is trusted by thousands of law firms. Solo attorneys and firms can get help with the project-based work and also ongoing work via a subscription. Sign up is free and there are no monthly fees. You only pay when you delegate work. Plus, Law Clerk has a new app for your mobile device to help you manage the work you've delegated while you're on the go. Be sure to use referral code UNBILLABLE when you sign up at lawclerk.legal. And we're back with Brett Tremblay. We're talking about Get Staffed Up, but more importantly, we're talking about law firms um, being able to find talent in outside-the-box thinking and still put them to great use um, as virtual team members, um, and they're not virtual, like they're not robots, right? They're they're just not physically located in the law firms. But so one of the things that you said was, you know, they we these law firms have to train them as their own employees. And earlier you'd said that they sometimes they make the same mistakes that they think they hire someone. And a phrase that I like to use, I think I've used even with you, is like they probably tend to abdicate responsibility for different things rather than delegate. So without specifically talking about these offshore individuals that, that you help them find, what are some of the biggest mistakes you find that that law firms are making when hiring any position in their business? Yeah, abdication, especially when it comes to marketing, is a huge one. Lawyers, like, oh man, when you, and, and you know better than me, Christopher, but when you try to get them to, to start hiring paralegals and attorneys, like, oh no, but I need to see everything before it goes out. My name has to be on everything because they think they're just like they are the greatest attorney in the world and nobody could ever be better. But when it comes to marketing, a lot of it is, well, I don't have time for that. Okay, well, but, but like w- the way that you yeah. see the world is how your law firm is serving the world, right? And so if you think that, you know, justice is, is, is underserved here or, you know, old people are taking advantage of here or, you know, a state plan should look this way, you can't just hire someone and say, run with my marketing because you're the thought leader. It, you know, it still needs to, to come from you. And then that could be a frustrating thing for, for law firm owners because they, they feel like they don't have time. And, and I learned about just really strict block scheduling from you, actually, Christopher, and I, and I use that, that often. And, and like all my time is scheduled, all of it, 100%. Mm-hmm. Same, same with my co-founder, who is basically COO, and, and in charge of now eight departments and all, all those people I mentioned, I, I have the easy job, right? I, I'm, I'm, the, I'm, the, I'm the visionary out here. I get to do the fun stuff. So like spend 10 minutes a day looking at everything they did the day before, and then you can give feedback and that person can grow and then you can be happy with, with the product that's out there. 
there are non-time intrusive ways to train your staff. And it's the same thing with your legal secretaries, your paralegals, your law clerks, your, your marketing assistants. You know, like what we do is we're not hiring you a marketing coordinator. We're finding someone for you who's gonna take direction and then do pretty well with it. And, and after, you know, three to four to five months, start doing really well with it. Cause it, it, you know, the other mistake is, is people don't realize how long it takes to ramp up and learn what the heck is going on in a business. And arguably even your first year, there's just so many things that, that you're still trying to figure out. So depending on how narrow or wide the scope is of, of what position you're hiring for. Yeah. And that makes total sense. And then, and then now let's take that thinking and I'll bring it to the offshore. So, and again, like you said, this conversation two years ago would have been very different when we'd have to explain that offshoring is okay. Or I, I would actually, I should say that working from outside the office is okay. So that's kind of gone, but I think people still have pretty big misconceptions about the talent that's available, about language barriers, about technology barriers. Like what, what are some of the things that you find are big, are misconceptions that people that stop people from really considering offshoring? Yeah, the, the English language is the biggest, you know, for we, so we hire out of South Africa, which is, you know, primary English and then Latin America. And you, you would be shocked at how much emphasis there is in schooling on English. And, and, and you know, there's just like here in the U.S., some people you understand really well and some people from, from deep parts of wherever, it's a little bit harder. But you can't work with us, at least, unless your English is, is really good. And so you know, people will say, well, we all have the idea and not to pick on anyone, but you know, people from India have a very specific sound. Like, I don't, I like, I don't want to work with that every day. That's not how I want my, my phones to sound when they're answered. And part, you know, I mentioned the Philippines early on, we are one of the only sort of virtual staffing companies. And again, we're focused on the legal world. So there's, there's really not a lot of people doing what we're doing, but we're starting to see some we left the Philippines and we went to to Latin America and South Africa because we just felt the the culture understanding was was more in alignment. Obviously, the time zone is a lot better with Latin America and the English, the, the grasp of the nuances and 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 picking up on on little English sort of, um, you know, particularities was was really good. And, and there's people that speak better English. I, you know, I just did a webinar a few hours ago and, and, and the guy also in Miami, he pointed out how a lot of, of his clients, they work that, that he's referred to us, their staffers speak better English than a lot of people that answer the phone in Miami. And that, yeah, that yeah. wasn't just conjecture that, you know, that was very true. So that, that's a big one. And the other thing is, and I, and I was like this too, you don't understand that there are high level executives in other countries. There's bankers in other countries. There's there's, there's, you know, really there's, there's, there's stay at home moms who are really talented, but they just wanted, you know, to, to be a mom. And when you start thinking about, about building a better team, and I always use, you know, sports analogies, right? You can do free agency, the draft, you know, you, you can develop talent, um, make trades, you want to build a better team. And if you have better people, then you have a better team. So if you're, if you're trying to find the best of the best, then why limit yourself to your little village or your little city or your little town when you could find what the world has to offer? Because we have, and, and man, it's just, 
Like when you talk to our people, our sales team, and you start to interact with, 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 because all of our staff, except for one person is of the 120 or, or, or located outside of the U.S., we would pay those people if they lived here, you know, $150,000. These are just sure. such high quality individuals who have been promoted for some of our other clients up to office manager and paralegal, as we mentioned, because they're just, they're just home runs. They just happen to be born in a different part of the world and they're waiting for opportunities and they take what's given to them, or maybe they're a little more resourceful. Hopefully we can go find them and recruit them and, and put them with you. Yeah. And so yeah, the language and the fact that you've moved out of the Philippines to Latin America is interesting, right? Because um, I think people people do perceive that uh, language would be a major barrier. But uh, you're, you're saying <laughs> and, and I'm with you, man. I mean, I, I hire I hire mostly in the United States and yeah, language is not always a great thing. <laughs> right. It really and in grammar and, and whatever, you know, there's a difference between speaking well and spe- you know, speaking the language properly. Um, and quite honestly, one of my some of my more effective people uh, operate out of the UK because Americans just love that accent. But uh, all right, so so we talked about kind of like some of the misconceptions. What I'd like to do when we come back, we're going to take one more little break here, and when we come back, is I want to talk about why, right? So why we've talked, about, we kind of said why not, and why why how we can overcome those objections, but we really haven't drilled hard into why, because listening to you. Like what I'm not, what I'm hearing is not like, if you have trouble hiring, maybe you should think about this. That's not what I'm hearing. I'm thinking, hearing like, if you want to grow your business, this is a good way to do it. Think of this first, not second. And I want to have that conversation when we come back after this word. Find out how TimeSolve fits your firm. With six different ways to track time, surely one will fit, even on the go or quickly estimate flat fee projects. Batch payments for hundreds of invoices at once with TimeSolve Pay. Getting paid quickly is a great fit. And TimeSolve fits with the other tools you use. QuickBooks, LawPay, NetDocuments, LawRuler, Microsoft, all just plug in. Try TimeSolve free. Get a $100 Amazon gift card when you sign up. TimeSolve.com. Nearly 80% of people search for lawyers online. They visit websites and check reviews. If your site doesn't appear in the top search results or it presents poorly, you risk losing clients. That's why you must know how your firm stacks up on Google against the competition. See how your reviews impact clients' decisions and how you can get better results from your site. Get an unbiased marketing performance report in under a minute right now at Grow Law Firm. And that's growlawfirm.com slash unbillable. Once again, growlawfirm.com slash unbillable. So we're back with Brett Trembley. He's the uh, principal of uh, co-founder uh, and CEO of Get Staffed Up. And before the break, we were talking about some of the misconceptions about offshoring and some of the obstacles and possibly objections that people need to overcome to think about it as a tool, as a resource that they have available for themselves in their law firm. What I wanted to do in this part of the conversation is kind of turn the conversation 90 degrees and say, Really, should we think about if I'm having trouble hiring, I should go offshore? Or should I be thinking about offshore first? Are there actual advantages if I'm trying to grow slowly but having a hard time finding talent? Or if I'm trying to grow fast, are there actual advantages to thinking about offshore as my primary resource um, rather than a secondary? And so, Brett, like, and you, I heard you mention that of your own team, you've got one person here 
and you've hired out, I guess, 119 <laughs> roughly uh, somewhere else. And so you're, it seems like you're thinking about it first. So how should law firms who are trying to staff with an excellent team be thinking about it? Yeah, and I, and I can tell you how we think about it on the law firm side and, and on, on the Get Staffed Up side. So on Get Staffed Up, we've got eight departments, which means we have eight directors. Every director is not in the United States, and they were all early hires who were just excellent. We keep promoting them up, up, up. You know, they're getting raises and, and, and the like. We do have fractional, for example, fractional CFO, CMO, CSO, you name it, right? We have eight fractionals, HR and those are all US based because we're we're like we want the experience in that high high level position right so right. if you, if you're thinking about you know I'm going to hire it, well first of all an attorney has to be here anyway so that one's easy but every other position I would have the the conversation with myself or with the leadership team why why would we look here first because maybe it's smart to look elsewhere first e, you know we talk a lot about the great resignation and we, you know, we kind of use that where we were already saying before the great resignation, hey, you should just shift your thinking and and stop competing and getting outbid or getting poached from from all the people who are poaching, right? My law firm had had one of our, our controller poached. And when you go offshore, you're you're not gonna have that as much. I have seen it happen, but very, very rarely, right? Turnover crushes a business and the smaller sure the business, the harder it is to deal with turnover. So domestically turnover is just a huge issue. The cost savings, Chris. So my Tremblay Law Firm, we have 14 people through Get Staffed Up. What do we have? We have our receptionist. Um, we have a client happiness liaison. We have three people on our billing team, three people on our marketing team. And then we have a whole bunch of personal and executive assistants. So why not make your, your lawyers more productive and maybe instead of billing 30 hours per week maybe they could bill 35 maybe 40 you know maybe it goes from 25 to, to 32 because you know they're humans too and if they don't have an assistant they are their own assistant and they're getting right they're they're getting you know caught up just doing all their own personal things because they have lives to live themselves so when you think about you know 1850 which is our, 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 you know, we charge 1850, 1950 or 2050 a month, all in, you know, no taxes. I mean, well, can that make my lawyer, you know, bill five more hours per week? Well, I, then I basically pay for them in one, one week. And then the rest is just right. gravy. Right. So, you know, from, from, from the cost saving standpoint, you know, I really like seeing hybrid workforces where you have a domestic team and then an offshore team and you, try to treat them the same as much as possible. Virtual events, I mean, you can do um, virtual escape rooms, virtual costume parties. We, we have, have been told by some very high level people that our culture at Get Staffed Up is the best they've ever seen. And how hmm. is that? Because I've only met, I think, two or three of, of the people in person. Everyone else is, amazing. Yeah. You know, has been virtual. So when you're really thoughtful about the things you do, which you know goes back to having the time or making the time to, to really think through things and, and having the mindset shift is why not decide if all my competitors, you know, on Main Street, there's five law firms I'm trying to compete with. If they're all fighting over the same, you know, very little talent pool and then just outbidding each other, why don't I show up one day with twice as amount of resources, twice the bandwidth and, you know, half of the payroll? For, for every five people that you hire through us, 
you're saving $125,000 a year in, in payroll. And then what do you do with those resources, right? You can pour them back into marketing, you can take some home, and then it just snowballs. So yeah, I know it's a little self-serving for me to say you should you <laughs> should think offshore first, but I can't find compelling reasons where, where you wouldn't. I would find it a less credible statement if you weren't doing it, right? You're drinking your own Kool-Aid and you're, 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 you're practicing what you preach. And I think that's really important as, as a part of you know, establishing whether, you know, how, how seriously to take on that advice. So this, this is what's been happening. The pandemic has helped people to think about working with people outside their office. You've mentioned that, you know, there are other companies doing it outside the legal space, but you know, Let's let's crystal ball here for a sec. So now we've broached the concept. Now we're getting acceptance. You mentioned you know, you're working with what did you say, seven hundred law firms? Yeah, almost. We're approaching seven hundred. Yeah. Um, so this isn't new. What's coming? Like what 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 changes do you see coming that people should be looking for? Um, what changes do you hope to make happen so that people can take more advantage of this? Yeah. Well, I think that there there's going to be a time where the offshore market from certain countries gets saturated because let, let, let's be honest, not every sure. country is available for this, right? Um, you can think of a lot of far away, non-English speaking countries that just not, you know, not, not applicable. Um, a lot of, uh, you, you can sort of follow the, the programmer. A lot of app development programmers are hired out of India and then prices went up because they all kind of got got hired locally by companies who then you could hire who were going to manage those people, but it drove the, you know, it doubled the prices. And, you know, I think you're going to see after a while a saturation of, of the market in other countries, especially in Latin America, you're going to see some, some laws change because the Philippines, the good thing about the Philippines is their economy is set up for this. Their economy is like, let's have our people work for, for pe people in other countries and bring in that money right. that way. I mean, that, that's like, that's what they do. I think it's thirty percent of their workforce, or something crazy. Wow, wow. Now they 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 have other other you know challenges. And and by the way, we don't have a local footprint, so all of our people work from home, which allows us to to not be locked into a local demographic small city. Like we don't we don't replicate the problem of being locked into a small geographic city within a country, for example. Um, but. You know, what I see coming is is laws that will change. It'll make it more expensive in other countries. And like get in now while the getting's good. Because we're we're being contacted, you know, not not to get too much into the business, but get staffed up serves lawyers, right? But our recruiting right. entity can 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 do whatever sure. we want. We can wholesale and we're getting contacted by big companies saying, Hey, can you fulfill this many orders? And we're saying, sign a contract and and give us six months and we'll get there. You know, the sky is the limit when the bigger, you know, now offshoring has been happening for a long time. And we've always said like the big boys, right? But in terms of, of service-based businesses, you're going to see bigger nationwide service-based businesses kind of like say, wait a minute, if you right. look at 10,000 people, we can save millions of dollars. So let's, let's start looking into the strategy and then you just play the numbers and it'll get more difficult. So that like we, we operate with a sense of urgency because the time is now, the opportunity is now, and, and we want to continue to deliver to our clients and saying, because of what we've created, we can still find you the top 1%, but you're not going to be able to find them on your own. And, and you're going to have to compete with all these other guys. That makes, that makes total sense. So something fun before we go, 
Um, it's a question you suggested, but I, I want to know the answer, so I'm going to ask it. What's the coolest use of a virtual assistant that you've seen um, one of your clients use? <laughs> there was, there was. Um, I was interviewing uh, a client. It's somebody we both know, Christopher, and I didn't know this story, but he had hired four people through us, and he mentioned that what he did is he he was having trouble with with Google reviews, and it was hurting his ranking, it was hurting his, his PPC and his SEO. So he said, what I did is I, I took one of my staffers and I gave them our last 200 clients and I had them pick up the phone and call, right? This thing, this whole thing costs like probably two weeks in time. So let's say if he was paying us 2000 a month, which he probably wasn't, cost him $1,000, right? And he right. got like, I think it was, he got over 100 Google reviews just because someone took the time to reach out and ask and say, how is your experience? You know, what else could we do? Would you leave us a Google review? And so he went from like four or five to over a hundred in a very short span, which is just a, a, an amazing story in and of itself to think about that, yeah. right? Because if you had hired one of these companies, that these, these review companies, you're paying them that much or more per month for only a few reviews because it's, right. it's all technology-based. And I, and I was just blown away by, man, you know, what a great idea and a great use of somebody who, again, cheery, you, 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 you trusted them to, to represent the firm because, you, you know, they're your own team member and you got to know them and they're smart enough to get it done and, and you're paying them, you know, 30% of what you would pay someone. It gives you the bandwidth to tackle projects you've always wanted to tackle because it's not costing you so much. Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely seeing that. And that, that uh, that's something I think that's that, that that's an issue. We hadn't really talked about that, but it's like we've really been thinking about all the things that we do that just have us overwhelmed. If we could just get somebody to help us do those things that we already are doing maybe less well, sometimes never getting to it. But yeah, like the projects you never get to when it's costing you 2000 a month, that seems to open up a huge amount of bandwidth for stuff like that. Brett, we are out of time. This has been a fantastic and fascinating quite honestly discussion and i think uh, our listeners will really appreciate it and they're going to want to know more so how if they want to hear more from you how can they get in touch nice and simple get staffed up.com i mean we've got you know the contact the blogs we have tons of free resources if you're not not even sure yet we've got i think over 35 you know downloads about you know, accountability charts and the first 10 things you should delegate to, you know, your first offshore assistant. We, we, we've got so many things on our website that, that are helpful for people. So, um, of course, you can find me on LinkedIn or Twitter or wherever, Brett Tremblay. But best thing to do is go to getstaffedup.com. Fantastic. I recommend folks do it. And of course, that does wrap up this edition of the Unbillable Hour. So thank you to our listeners for being here with us. Our guest today has been Brett Trembly, and that's in case you are looking him up on LinkedIn, that's T-R-E-M-B-L-Y. Um, and uh, we've been talking about the company Get Staffed Up, but we've been talking about really the mindset and the thinking around using offshore folks. And you know what Get Staffed Up does is makes it easier. I um, mean, it helps you. I think, you know, you, you said it a couple of times, but you know, you're bringing that 1% rather than um, diving into the pool. Um, and of course, my name is Christopher Anderson, and I look forward to seeing all of you or you hearing me anyway, I can't see any of you, um, next month with another great guest as we learn more about topics that help us build the law firm business that works for you. Remember, you can subscribe to all the editions of this podcast at LegalTalkNetwork.com or on iTunes. Thanks for joining us. 
I'll be speaking to you again soon. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thanks for listening to the Unbillable Hour, the Law Practice Advisory Podcast. Join us again for the next edition, right here with Legal Talk Network. Learn by doing with Practicing Law Institute's award-winning on-demand interactive programs. Developed by experts in learning design, these immersive programs incorporate the latest in research-based instructional design and technology, allowing you to try out concepts, challenge yourself, and grow your skills using real-world scenarios. With programs focusing on professional development, client-facing skills, and law practice management, you can earn CLE while you learn. Launch now at pli.edu interactive or download PLI's mobile app.